So, Roel, we've been talking so much about, you know, living the Florida cross-border lifestyle, being able to travel back and forth, escape these cold Canadian winters. But a student had asked me, you know, they also want to invest in Florida and they want to live this fabulous cross-border lifestyle. But from where they're starting right now here in Canada, it just feels like so far away to live this dream Floridian lifestyle, cross-border lifestyle. So how would how would you advise them to get started? How could they get from where they are right now to living this cross-border lifestyle? That is a multi-layered question. And I hope you're comfortable because I'll start off at the very surface. I, I think I know where that student is coming from because I've had that question uh, posed to me several times, actually. And so a lot of times people are saying like, okay, so how do I get from where I am now to where I want to be, which is launching this Florida business as a, as a U.S. foreign national. It's just like, I'm not even investing in my home country. How do I get started with all this stuff? And I truly believe that that it's a multi-layered approach and it goes quite deep. So I hope you're comfortable because we'll, we'll I'd, I'd really like to be able to address that question in those layers. So I know when people ask that question, it's like they're expecting an answer like, oh, you can get free money from this program or you just snap your fingers and uh, a joint venture angel investor will magically come to your rescue and give you all the money that you want to be able to invest and acquire properties. It's That's not reality, okay? So really there's there's objective reality and um, it's really it's it's really going to be like a more of a psychological approach, if you will. So on the one level, there's objective reality. It's like I stub my toe on a bed post and it hurts. That's objective reality. Uh, I'm in Orlando, Florida right now. You are in Canada right now. That's what I mean by objective reality. That's what most people um, consider. Or that's what they're referring to when they say, "I want to change this." Like I want to, I want to be able to go down to Florida whenever I want for however long I want. I, I love all the stuff that you're talking about, Coach Rowell, but I just don't see how I can possibly do that. Okay, well, hold on to that thought because that's your objective reality, right? How mm -hmm. did you get to this objective reality? So let me make this up. From an amalgamation of many different people have asked me that question. First one is, okay, you're working a nine-to-five job. You, uh, in this post-pandemic era, you have to go in three days a week and you can still work remotely for two days a week. How did you get there? Well, you applied for that job once upon a time, right? And you went through the interview process and then you got the job and you showed up and pandemic happened. You had to work remotely, blah, blah, blah. That's how you ended up getting here. Those were your actions, right? So your current objective reality are a result of your actions, quite simply. And what actions were they? They're not anything esoteric. And like I said, you went to our job interview, maybe saw a job ad, maybe got a referral from a friend, and you took action. Okay. So there, we're, de we're one level deeper, right? Then what about actions? How did those actions come about? What affected those actions? Well, in my experience from coaching lots of people about this similar topic, how do you make a change, much less investing in Florida? Well, first, you probably talked about it. Like, again, I'll put in the context of 
a traditional job. You maybe have you maybe once upon a time you were sitting at a job that you didn't like, and you're like, mm, it really is. I think I'm done here. Uh, I don't like the politics or the pay grade, or I got turned down for a promotion yet again. I think I need to find a new job. So you spoke that you said those words. Maybe you thought about it. Maybe you spoke about it. But then that affected that resulted in your action. So again, objective reality. You had your actions. You went through the interviews. What influenced the actions was your words. And your words and your thoughts are kind of mixed into the same level there. So again, we're going, again, another level deeper, right? So you talked about finding another job. You talked about, maybe even it was just personal inner dialogue. I'm done with this. I don't like the politics. I got passed over for the promotion. That person took uh, credit for my hard work. I'm done. So those are the words and thoughts, right? So you're getting down a level deeper. So let's say you just talked about it. Well, words don't just come out of nowhere. Again, the level deeper, what affected the words was your thoughts, your your thoughts of, I don't like this job anymore. I want to find a new one. Then, but yet there's another level deeper than that is what affects your thoughts. And this is where most people don't really get it or haven't even thought about it. So pay very close attention to this one. Where do your thoughts come from or where, what affects your thoughts? It's your self-image. Ta-da! Like the Netflix, uh, whatever, logo, right? It's, it, it's, it's kind of a difficult thing, I, I admit, sometimes for people to uh, accept the fact that their thoughts come from their self-image. What do I mean by self-image? It's... Do you deserve it? What do you tolerate? Uh, I've said many times, you get what you tolerate. And it can be in any area, not just investing across borders or in having this Florida cross-border lifestyle, sun, sand, and palm trees, all that beautiful stuff. But if you don't feel like you deserve it, yeah, again, the self-image with self-esteem, kind of mix that together, it's not going to happen. So going back right to the beginning to your question, I know is a long way to get to that one. Is do you, where do you start? Do you do you really feel like you deserve it? Not is it possible? Not how? What? 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 Where do I get the money? Where do I find the deals? It's it's actually doesn't start there. It starts with do you really feel you deserve it? Like is your self image? Are you an international real estate investor? Do you deserve to be, or is that? reserved for other people who live that lifestyle mm. right so it's, it's, would you say it's similar to mindset or even a layer deeper than mindset your self-image like how you think about yourself really your mindset about yourself maybe it is yeah yeah it's, it's a very very uh, accurate observation it's it's the easier way to i would say most people make it more accessible is your mindset yeah mm-hmm. right but uh, unfortunately i feel like mindset that that term is used it's tossed around a little bit too easily especially if you're like a fan of self-development books and you've been you're watching these things or listening to podcasts and stuff people always talk about this esoteric thing mindset oh if i could just figure that thing out Mm -hmm. yes that's accurate but for the analytical types and i think you can relate to this being analytical the logical part right is okay so what is mindset what the heck is mindset how do i change that where is it where does mindset reside in my brain and that's where i offer a solution or a suggestion that it's has to do with self-image and self-esteem because if if deep down inside you're like 
I don't really think I deserve that because I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not bold enough. Well, that's your self-image. That's your self-esteem, right? So you got to get over that first. Right. It's going up the layers too. That's your self-image. Those are the thoughts that you may be consciously or even unconsciously thinking about, which really your thoughts are turning into words. I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I could never do Mm -hmm. that. I don't deserve it. So then you'll never take any action. And then your reality will stay the same. Your objective reality will stay the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, what what you said, hearing you kind of paraphrase what I said, reminds me of uh, an affirmation that I have my children recite to me every morning. I think I might have told you this before, but we never recorded it. Yeah. And so I say to like Bianca, my my daughter, my middle daughter, I say in the backseat, I say, so Bianca, I'm good enough. And then she right away, she knows what to say. Here's what she says. And I'll, I'll probably post this at some point. I'll record her doing it. It's the cutest thing. She says, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And darn it, people like me. Mommy <laughs> loves me. Daddy loves me. And always be the bank. I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do this. Yes, I can. And so she rhymes this off. I don't think she really understands what she's saying. But yeah. me as a parent, I'm implanting this into her, into her subconscious now. Because I don't know if you knew or read about when children are, she's seven years old right now. She's basically in a constant state of trance. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. have a filter to be able to say, I don't think that's true. She yeah. take like the tooth fairy, like Santa Claus, make sure she's not around. Yeah. Kids believe that because they're in a constant, their brains are at a constant state, in a constant state of trance where they yeah. just accept anything. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming. Oh my gosh. They don't say as a seven-year-old, Really? How does Santa Claus do this and that? You and I will question that when we're a little bit older. Like, how does Santa Claus actually come down the chimney? He's this big fat guy. And then how does he get to all the houses in one night? We don't have those questions until we're much older. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm planting those seeds right now so that when they're, (laughs) I joke around about this. So when she's talking to her therapist, when she's an adult, she's like, my dad told me. When I was seven years old, to recite this, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, blah, 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 blah. So like if we need... In, uh, Mommy loves me, Daddy loves me, and always be the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part, right? <laughs> that was a good one. Just, yeah. Just planning, it in there. <laughs> planning those, those financial lessons. Yeah. But the next part is I ask her to recite the seven rules of real estate investing, which is, you know, so that's a whole other episode, I guess. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I can definitely relate to that too. I mean, you know, when I was talking about the job world, when I was in my corporate job, it really started with maybe, you know, there's got to be a better way. Like these were the thoughts and words going through my mind. Like there's got to be a way to do this. Eventually there was enough frustration to say, okay, I deserve better than this. And I can, you know, I can go and I I can do something about this. I don't have to work this corporate nine to five or nine to eight job every single day. And really my action was actually back then it was, I signed up for a Facebook, um, Facebook ad came on and I signed up for a free webinar and uh, through rich dad education. And that's, you know, where we met and all of that, but it was that action that really started my real estate investing journey or started me on a new trajectory. Right. So exactly. It, it really, it does come down to that deeper level of, I think people almost need to get like a little bit frustrated or angry enough or annoyed enough 
a big emotion that will, you know, a big, almost like a negative emotion that makes them say enough is enough. I want something different and I can do something about it. So. Yes. And let me, let me pinpoint on that because that's exactly it. And you experience, we all experience this, but now that we bring light to it. And I, I love this question that you, you posed from that student because so many other people pose a similar type question. It's that frustration. Why are you frustrated? Because you deserve, you believe you deserve better. And to really burn your noodle, this applies to everything. Like what comes to mind too is even women in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. How do they get out of it? I obviously I'm not a woman. Eh, but what, from what I've heard of, of personal friends of mine, how they got out of those relationships is because I just, they said, at one point, I just said, enough is enough. I deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. So they finally grew a pair. No, I shouldn't say that. They finally, <laughs> you would say that. Yeah, right? I would say that. <laughs> but they finally said, enough is enough. And they said, you know what? I deserve better. That's their self-esteem. That's their self-image. And sometimes you just peek your head above the surface and think, you know what, I deserve better than this. But then you go back down and you're like, ah, no, I deserve this because whatever, I made bad choices and blah, blah, blah. you make excuses. But if you can peek your head above the surface and say, you know what, I do deserve better than this. That's the starting point. Meet Sarah. Sarah is a successful corporate executive with a small but growing portfolio of investment properties with the hopes of one day quitting her day job and investing in real estate full-time. However, with soaring property prices, ridiculous bidding wars, and government-mandated rent controls, Sarah is finding it nearly impossible to find good cash-flowing properties these days. On top of that, Lopsided tenancy laws and super high taxes are discouraging her from adding to her real estate portfolio. Fortunately, Sarah recently joined the Snowbird Investor Club, a group of like-minded investors and business owners who have successfully expanded into Florida and applied to become a member. Through the Snowbird Investor Club's comprehensive trainings and white glove ongoing support programs, Sarah now has a bona fide cross-border property investing business and gets to choose how much or how little she works. At the same time, Sarah's family enjoys the best of what both Canada and Florida have to offer. By expanding into Florida property investing as a business, Sarah has finally achieved the ideal work-life balance that she's been chasing for so many years. Join the Snowbird Investor Club today and make your cross-border lifestyle dreams a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and taking action really, because you can think those thoughts, I deserve better. But again, if you don't actually take some sort of small action, whether, you know, it's signing up for a webinar or maybe going, talking to a friend, um, if you're in an abusive relationship of what are some of your options or a counselor, right? Um, There needs to be some sort of action because otherwise you can have that spark of inspiration and say, I'm going to do better. I deserve better but you really need to take some sort of action to move you forward or away. There is, but even then there's, there, there's also those levels of action as well. Right. Like even just speaking it is a, is a sense of action. It's true. Yeah. Well, awareness is awareness and speaking. It is always 
like one of the key st first steps to anything. So um, yes, that is a big action step. But you so can go up and down that up up and down that ladder of objective reality, actions, words, thoughts, self-image, self-esteem. You can kind of go up and down that ladder, that dichotomy, mm -hmm. and be like, okay, so one influences the other, et cetera. And and it, but if you put it in that kind of framework, it's like, okay, where am I stuck at? Mm. You know, is it okay? I I feel like I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and darn it, people like me. I can think that, I can say it to myself. But I think what you're referring to again is what a lot of people will say is that well, what action do I take? What how do we, when do we get to the money part of it? It's like well, that's another level. But if you're not at that point, you got to check yourself and say what kind of thoughts am I thinking? What kind of words am I saying? Am I saying it's impossible just by saying the stating the fact that um, reiterating the question is like where you where you are with this cross border lifestyle of Florida thing and where I'm at, it just feels like such a big gap. Those are your beliefs, your thoughts, your words, and all that. First, maybe you can start with, maybe it's not such a big gap. Yeah. Well, if that Coach Rowell, Yehu, could do it, then I can do it. Maybe he's not so different from me. Maybe that Liz lady, she's impressive and all, but she's not that different from me. Maybe you start right there by believing, like you were saying, the, the, the mindset is don't make your goal like it's unachievable because you know what? If you believe it's unachievable, you're right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you start saying it is achievable, guess what? You're right as well. Yeah. And and like you said, you move up this ladder, right, of, of your thoughts. Your I ads. believe the word I used was dichotomy. The dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> you go up and down this dichotomy, and really, you can always, That's that's always, for any stage of life, right? Like maybe where my cross-border lifestyle is now isn't like yours and and that's okay. And maybe we're meant to have different ones, but perhaps let's say if I wanted to move down there too, right? There's another action step or belief that will make all of that possible for me, right? So we're always moving up to the next level. There's always gonna be a new level of self-image, thoughts and words and mindset and actions that you're gonna have to take. So it's continuous actions moving you towards that goal and the end goal i'm sure for you too is always changing right you reach a goal and then mm -hmm. there's always a new goal <laughs> yeah you enjoy it for 15 stopped? minutes yeah. yeah you enjoy it for 15 minutes and then you're like hmm what am i going to do next right exactly but if you'll allow me liz let me put you on the hot seat just for a moment okay. similarly it's funny that you mentioned that too it's like so you're at your level of whatever stage you're at, mm -hmm. what would you say is your next level? So you have properties in Naples, which is awesome. And mm -hmm. you were able, one of the episodes we, we said recently was you've been back and forth in the last 12 months, like six times or something. Like that's a cross-border lifestyle from my perspective as well. But yet you have another aspiration. So what's the next level for you? So... My next level would be to get an E2 visa, perhaps, and then be able to live down there. Um, again, that's something my husband and I have talked about. Really, my, you know, my overall level is I want to be a digital nomad and live all over the world. How can I spend more time in Florida is kind of that micro step in between. 
Um, it's a warmer right. climate. So right now I'm already doing that with some of that cross-border lifestyle back and forth. But if I choose to, or if I want to stay there even longer, then perhaps, you know, applying for that E2 visa and uh, is going to be my next action step if I choose to stay down there more than the allotted time, right? And mm -hmm. want to move my family down there, or even if I don't want to move my family down there, at least it'll give me the ability to stay and work down there um, if we choose to do that. Right. So. So, yeah. So in context, it's the same formula framework, if you will, too, is OK. So that's that's great. That's inspirational. And then it's like, OK, so how do I how do I get started doing that? Well, first, start with do I deserve it? Hell, yeah, I deserve that. OK, so then keep thinking it, keep focusing on it. What's the picture? What does it look like? What would detail like fill out the details? Keep talking about it like you talk about it with me all the time and with other members of our Snowbird Investor uh, group. And then you also took action. So it's like it's it's amazing when you think of it that way. It's like, oh, so I can <laughs> I am good enough. I am smart. I can do I can do anything I put my mind to. All that stuff then takes on a whole new meaning. It's like, oh, shoot. Right. So it, it's a framework that's really helped me over the years and still helps me. Great. So. What would you say is the tiniest micro step that someone can take towards launching their Florida investing business or any kind of, you know, change, personal change that they might want to take? What would you say is that next tiny micro step that they could do? I think most practically, it's dare to dream. Mm. That's actually probably more like step two or three, which is the thoughts and the words like dare to dream and then and speak it. And when they say in like the manifestation circles and uh, act as if and, and um, law of attraction is speak it into existence. Mm -hmm. So when I say dare to dream, it's look at pictures of scenery, like if it's a Florida thing, this stuff can be applied to whatever change you want to have. Right. But because we're part of the Snowbird Investor Club, this is this is context. So it's not just esoteric, yeah, mystical, whatever stuff. But let's put into context of how do I get from being a U.S. foreign national, uh, dealing with the winters every year, and how do I set up the framework so that I can actually fly south and it's a legitimate tax deduction through a business? Well, how does that actually happen? Again, dare to dream. So look at pictures about it read articles, you'll find that it's in your awareness, talk about it with friends and stuff. But then also remember this, the dichotomy that uh, I, I outlined is it's all well and good to talk about it and think about it. But do you truly believe it? Do you feel you deserve it? Yes, at once upon, once upon a time, I used to sit on the 401 highway twice a day, morning and evening for 60 minutes to two hours sitting in rush hour traffic. And I was only just thinking it would be so great. Wouldn't it be cool if, right? If I could be in amongst the sun sanded palm trees and still be able to make money and still be able to provide for my family. Sitting in that car, I remember it vividly because I would be sitting there in traffic, really not going anywhere and thinking, oh my gosh, just dreaming about it. And then I dreamt about it so much that I started feeling like, you know what? Screw it. I deserve this. Like we've got one life to live as far as you know, Western civilization goes. But you got one life to live, and there is no dress rehearsal. 
So why not go for, Jim Carrey said this thing, I'll, I'll end off uh, this unless you have more questions, but his dad, he Jim Carrey was famously quoted as saying his father was the funniest man he had ever met. And he actually met Don, not Don Rickles, um, who's the guy that says, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, no respect, no respect. So Rodney Dangerfield, some of you might not know that, but he's an old school comedian. He met Jim Carrey's dad when Jim Carrey was just starting out on the um, stand-up circuit. And he had him in stitches. Rodney Dangerfield could not get a word in edgewise because Jim Carrey's dad was making him laugh so much. And it's an amazing story because when Jim Carrey talked about his dad in, in this one way, he said, Growing up, seeing how my dad was the funniest person that I had ever met in the world and seeing that he went for, his, uh, ironically, his accounting job, he never wanted to leave his accounting job. He said, Jim Carrey said this, he said, watching my dad have his dreams and not go after it taught me that you can also fail at something you don't want. Holy smokes. So his dad still failed at his accounting job mm -hmm. in his own words. Yeah. So if you're going to fail at your plan B, might as well go for your plan A because yeah. at least you have a chance to actually make it. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks so much for those words of wisdom. Um, always appreciate the guidance and yeah, I can't wait to hear more. Thank you, Liz. Always a pleasure.